your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to a post election day Wednesday of Lacrosse Talk PM. Good day to get in, 608 785 7914. Mostly because, good day to get in, mostly because Google just isn't working. <laughs> I don't know why. I tried to search for something and it's just not working. The site can't be reached www.google.com took too long to respond thanks google don't want to search for anything during a show and don't want to do it lacrosse county clerk jenny dinkmeyer is going to join us here in a couple eh, do that at the bottom of the hour i think i think that's what yeah yeah because brad's coming in here brad williams going to come in here in a couple minutes and talk about the lacrosse school district press conference news conference that happened today as uh, the referendum was easily, very easily voted down. No, I don't even think that was a surprise. I think when it first came out and they talked about the survey, even even when the survey came out, you were like, or I was like, eh, I don't know. It seems like, seems not like the greatest way to conduct it. I was skeptical because the survey only had 20% of voters. Only 20% of respondents, I should say. The uh, survey was sent out to everyone in the school district. 20% came back. So sort of missing sort of missing 80% of the population, which seemed kind of weird to me. 608-785-7914. Let's see if that works. The, the internet works. It's just my, my bookmarks aren't working. This isn't fun at all. This is how they had to do radio in the old days, although I am looking at wisdomnews.com right now. Uh, we had a Lacrosse County Sheriff's race that was very close. I don't, I don't know if there'll be a recount. Fritz Leinfelder losing to John Siegel, um, by, by like a couple, of, not even a percent. <laughs> so, um, according to my numbers, I would get the, I would see if the numbers change at all after like three in the morning if I could. But the, uh, there's there's the text line. I'm getting the text line up. Brian, thanks thanks computer. Wow, the internet's just, I'm on dial-up here. Um, and the school district race, 30.9% 30, 30. of people uh, voted for the school district's plan to build a new high school. I think uh, a libertarian guy and myself summed it up best yes, yesterday. We want to consolidate schools because of shrinking um, amount of students in the classrooms in by doing that, we're going to build a new high school. <laughs> we're going to build, and we have too many buildings. So the 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 plan for that is to build a new one. Uh, and we saw on Alaska and Holman and Bangor's referendums all pass. So maybe the district just re- rethinks the plan and and goes that route. Like maybe some building updates. Although they can't, they talked a little bit about expanding some of the high schools, and it didn't sound like there was a great opportunity to do that. We could bring the buildings guy in and and talk about that option. Um, that's been part of those meetings uh, with the with the lacrosse. You know, if you ever went to any of those sessions in the in the school district, that was part of the plan that to or part of the talk, I should say, is to build or or expand the buildings that we currently have. But they still do have too many buildings, and they're all old, and they're all super expensive to maintain. And um, I think some of them are just like way way behind in building maintenance, kind of like what the lacrosse center was doing. It, it is a little bit different though. The lacrosse center 
the city runs that so maintain it i guess maybe maybe the city is dependent on state funding for the lacrosse center i don't think so the city owns it right but the school district is dependent on state funding to maintain its buildings for the most part and that's not happening and we've had multiple people on here talk about that as this as the state also sits on a what is it going to be about a six billion dollar budget surplus i'm going to try to get steve doyle who's in the wisconsin state assembly for another two years i'm going to try to get him on maybe tomorrow and uh for congratulations right to to him and and jill billings for for winning back their seats in the assembly but uh to talk about like okay let's get to work steve doyle part of his part of the talks that we've had in the past and even in the debate i believe between him and ryan hipsch was all right we could meet in session today the wisconsin state legislature could meet in an extraordinary session today and why not right like the governor is the governor we know who the legislators are. We've been sitting on a budget surplus since January when the, the plans, when the Evers first started to devolve plans to distribute that money. Why not? Why not just start to talk today? Meet an extraordinary session. When the legislature calls a session, it's called extraordinary. When the governor does it, it's called special. It's a special session. And then the legislature, we're going to meet an extraordinary session and decide what to do with the budget surplus. Uh, we'll go to the phones. Libertarian guy's on here. So Libertarian guy, I was, it's, it's, the print is very small. I do have a little bit of caller ID, and the print's very small, and I always, I always think it's Librarian guy. I'm like, oh, what are we going to talk about oh. with Librarian guy? But. <laughs> no, not quite. All right, you can do what Mike Hayes does, and that's LG. <laughs> so if you don't mind, I'd like to just sub- – you're talking about the school board referendum results, and they. I'd like to just summarize very quickly for you and more for the listeners just what went wrong for the school board. So I'll, I'll really try to be brief here. But, oh, you're um, fine. You got like, we got like two minutes, two and a half minutes. Okay. Well, that's, that's I got I got the whole I, bottom I, half. I, that much, but I got the anyway. whole bottom half of the hour, too. So go ahead. Yeah. Well, so first of all, it wasn't just voted down. It was voted down by over 10,000 votes. And part of the problem here is the school board had their own ideas, and they just weren't listening to the general public. So just quickly, some of the things that the general public may not know is Aaron Engel actually signed the offer to purchase on that train building before before the surveys, uh, the due date was even reached. And so they sent out these surveys, and before they even had the results tabulated, before they even had them come back to them, this offer to purchase had been had been made. So they clearly knew what they wanted to do, and they say they were doing the surveys, but they had that offer to purchase before they knew what the survey results were going to be. Is there a penalty? Um, a is, there, of, is there a penalty pardon? for? I, maybe you don't know this, and I can ask him if I bring him on. Is there a penalty for signing an offer sheet? I I, I don't know how real estate works in terms of. Buying a building, yeah. some, something like that, you well, know, property when you, like that. When you issue an offer to purchase, there is earnest money that is expected. That's true for you know bonds, um, like in this circumstance. But it's also true if you were to buy a home, um, you put down earnest money. Yeah. And if you don't follow through, then that earnest money is usually forfeited. Yeah. So it'd be now, interesting given to that know. This was a unique situation. They actually put three hundred thousand dollars down, and they had said at one point, "We're okay with losing that three hundred thousand dollars if this gets voted down." Well, that's. That's horrible financial stewardship, and that's a whole other topic. But, yeah, it's possible that they will lose $300,000 of taxpayer money as a result of going forward with the offer to purchase before they knew even what the 
what the yeah, result and, was going to be. And that's it. Um, that's next it. thing I want. Okay, go ahead. I'll let go you ahead. go. I can, I can, I can bring it up later. Go ahead. Okay. Well, the next thing is a lot of people that filled out the survey, they were saying yes to exploring options. They weren't saying yes to this particular plan. They were saying yes, let's explore options. And uh, and and yet the school district, the the school board, and and superintendent just assumed, oh well, they like this plan, so we're going to go forward with that. Third, you are right; they didn't have a very good response rate. Now, in terms of surveys, yeah, technically they got a good response rate in terms of you know what you usually get when you send out a survey. You you really you know get like <laughs> less than twenty percent. They viewed it as a good response rate. But for something this big, something this costly, the response rate was was really very poor, and it was misunderstood that they're just going to explore options as opposed to um, actually following through with this plan. Um, There's also the sheer cost, and the best example I can share there is what the Onalaska superintendent did. They were reasonable, and the no-new-school folks, they have said it's not about, you know, wanting to harm education, most referendums do get approved because the community wants a good education for the kids. But this was such an expensive plan that it just didn't make sense. 56 years to realize the cost savings of $5 million per year um, was, was just ridiculous. And then lastly was they weren't really concerned about the neighborhood school concept. Um, you know, they weren't concerned about the impact on the north side and all of the busing and stuff that was going to go on, the traffic kinds of issues and things. Aaron Engel lives in Trempolo, and his kids don't even attend the school district. Not living in La Crosse, he doesn't understand the culture and probably didn't know that the last time the neighborhood school concept was being thrown in the garbage heap, the school board was recalled. And so, um, yeah, they, they, it's just just a lack of information on his part or a lack of appreciation for how important that north side school is. All right. Just, it, they, they blew it. All right. So, you guy, yep. I got to let you go. I appreciate the call. Thanks a lot. Uh, we'll get to your calls uh, coming up. Brad Williams is going to come in here too and, and talk about the news conference that the school district had this morning. All right. Welcome back to the cross talk PM 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Uh, Brad Williams from the Wisdom Newsroom. We sh- sh- shuffled him over here. Brad, come over here. Uh, over news, here. Uh, we were talking about the lacrosse school referendum, the $194.7 million plan to build a new high school on the south side, consolidating Central and Logan into one high school and then changing Central and Logan into middle schools. Uh, libertarian guy, he he got his rant in. You were at the news conference. What what were the big takes from from the news conference with what Dr. Aaron Engel and the lacrosse school board and, president and the school board president Dr. Juan Jimenez were yep. also there, and uh, they were saying basically, all right, uh, the people have spoken, and now we go back and assess some of the other ideas. Which which brings up what people have been saying is that they wondered, well, wait a minute, you had this. You had to put down money on this building on the train company property. That the the, uh, the feeling of transparency that came up also the the idea of uh, whether these plans have been in the works for a long time. They've talked about a two year planning period on this, and whether they kind of knew what they wanted to do before they had a survey, before they asked people in the community, and uh, the libertarian guy saying you didn't listen to it. that's that. 
phrase goes back a long time in lacrosse, you didn't listen to us. It comes up a lot where where there will be people at a meeting saying, here's what you should do. And then whether it's the school board or city council or somebody else does something else, and then they say, well, we told you what you should do. You didn't listen to us. Right, and that, that gets back to talks we've often had with uh, public comment at, at any committee meeting right. or any council meeting. It's like, okay, well, 30 people showed up for the thing. Well, those 30 people, do they represent the, you know, whatever it is, the that's, population of the either city, count, the city, the county, the state? So, you that, know. That's the whole thing. But uh, that's, that's why we have the occasional recall election here in the lacrosse area. All right, so... The, the, did they talk about the putting money down on the yes, train building? What yes, was what was the, their take? Well, there? the three hundred thousand dollars is that they said. Well, this is this was the opportunity of a lifetime because they figure, okay, we're gonna have to do something. We think we might have to build a new high school. Here is this forty-acre lot with the train company building near Ward Avenue that that doesn't come along every day. At the same time, that they're trying to figure out what do we do with our budget and and how do we. Uh, maybe merge our resources and, and deal with you know, a lack of funding from Madison, obviously, is another thing they talked about, is that they're hoping that at some point they can get more money from the state right. because that's the reason they're running a referendum for $194 million. And, and that whole idea is that here's a piece of land. We haven't seen any other piece of land this big that you could put a high school on right now basically within the city limits or you know, town of Shelby. Yep. Uh, because Dr. Jimenez was saying, usually you try to get that amount of land, it's going to be out in mall area. It's going to be on the outskirts of yeah, the community. Definitely. I mean, they t- I, know, I can't think of the other places. I know what, Myrick Park was one of them. They talked about like right. possibly building a high Talking school at Myrick, Myrick Park. Yeah. Um, but but the other places I don't remember. But you consider that of, of the newest buildings in the community, if you don't count uh, Northside School, uh, some of the newest schools, which are already 30 years old now, are North North uh, Woods and Southern Bluffs, and they're on the outskirts. Yeah. So they, they were saying, at least we, we tried to explain this is what we're doing, and, and we wanted to find out what the public would say. And the public said, no, we don't like it. And the main, the main issues seem to be the amount of money, also... Why didn't you tell us more about this before you brought it on to a referendum? And, uh, of course, the idea of why can't we be a two-high school town? Yeah. Yeah, some people are disappointed there. Um, Yeah, and then I think they they put out a survey, and they got the results they wanted from a survey, and then they ran with it. This was the survey said, this is the plan we're going to go with. and. Not that the the plan was that we're going to go. They can't they can't back out of the plan that they want to do because that if they're going to put it on referendum, they can't. I, I guess they could have put three right. other plans on the referendum. Right. Well, it, but the three hundred thousand dollars that they had to put down to to s- secure that property for right now, they probably are not going to get that money back. But right. they said three hundred thousand compared to one hundred ninety four million dollars is not a whole lot of of money to worry about. Yeah, for uh, them. Yeah, the, the, it's hard to put that in perspective. It also makes a lot of sense if you're if you're trying to like the way the housing market is. I think a lot of people right. are putting as soon as a, a house that they think they might even want, they're putting they're putting an offer in on it oh, sure. as soon as possible because uh, those houses are getting swiped up. Any any other takes from the? Well, meeting? they they were uh, talking about they they are going to have a conversation. This is 
things that people say. All of uh, potential opportunities that are still in the mix. But the, uh, the, the sense is that the, generally the idea is we're losing enrollment. We don't have a whole lot of money. These buildings mostly are old except for the current high schools, which are only 40, 50 years old. Only. Yeah. Well, as compared to Lincoln Middle School or Logan Middle School, which used to be the high school years ago. Well, so, how old are those buildings? Well, Lincoln's been around about 100 years. Oh, okay. And uh, Logan, I'd say 30 to, since the 30s or 40s. And, Logan, some, of those Logan schools, Middle, and yep. some of those schools are part of the plan to get, well, just get rid of those schools. Well, that, that is the idea that they've been talking about is that if they can put Central and Logan into one building, wherever that happens to be, is that then, if Central isn't being used for a high school, Central and Logan High would be used as middle schools, and then we'd have to figure out something to do with Logan Middle and Longfellow and Lincoln. And, and that comes in like that uh, design project that uh, kids at Lincoln did uh, last week, where yeah. they're talking about, well, maybe we make it into apartments. Maybe we turn it into a mall or something. A like movie that. theater. Oh, that's this. <laughs> they said that too. Movie theater. Isn't that funny? Kids are kids are into movie theaters. That I think a movie theater always comes up in these plans, and 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 yeah. the, always the talk is nobody goes to movies anymore. And I'm like, I go to. I think a, I think the Black Panther movie's out tonight, tomorrow. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's Brad. Is that it? Uh yeah yeah. So uh, it it's back to the drawing board, and we'll see what happens next with it um we have to throw that phrase away too right because the drawing i guess a drawing uh, well, board uh, it's could a be, whiteboard if it's a whiteboard you're <laughs> well right. i mean no drawing board usually i mean you think of architecture is blueprints oh yeah the tilted sort of the tilted, the tilted one that's when get usually your, when they t- as opposed to a chalkboard a whiteboard get your compass like your compass out the to draw com- perfect compass circles. what's that <laughs> all right thanks brad um all right we got it. david's been waiting on uh patiently on hold here david go ahead you're on the air thank you very much um, yeah, I was. T- I wanted to talk about the uh, referendum, and first of all, let me say that I t- totally agree. One hundred ninety-four million dollars is a staggering sum of money. Uh, I I don't know if it's a good sum of money or a bad sum of money, but it's staggering. There's yeah. no question about it. Yeah, it's hard to. It's t- uh, you take that money. You take that money, and then you just look north of Lacrosse. Holman is spending seventy-five million dollars for building upgrades, and on Alaska is also. Uh, spending $75 million to upgrade its middle school and high school. So it's $75 million for two building upgrades. They're they're basically doing almost a revamp of, of the middle school there in Holman, or in Onalaska. So, uh, you know, $75 million is a little, you know, versus $194 million to build a, a brand new high school. So I don't know. It's, it's, it's a difficult thing to compare, but uh, we do have comparisons right next door. Well, that's true. And, and, and that was my original concern about this. I understand the rationale behind it is that with diminishing returns, diminishing enrollment, you probably are going to have to put these two schools together. I get that. And I'm also old enough to understand the north side, south side wars. You know, uh, so the minute they said Logan's moving to the south side, it was like, oh, my God, here we go again. Okay. Um, but let's, let's, let's also put it into perspective. LG's comment of, you know, you're going to lose $300,000. Well, A, got to read the contract. I realize they said this at the uh, uh, conference, news conference today. today. Yep. That, yeah, thank you. Um, so it, it certainly sounds like that's the case. Now, hopefully they can negotiate that thing into something better than that. But, um, you, you know, any kind of an agreement uh, is, is based upon whatever's in that agreement. 
it could certainly have been that train company could have said, oh, my God, thank, thank, thank the Lord we have a buyer. Uh, yes, we'll give you 30 days and it won't cost you a dime. Who knows what, you know, what, what they're ultimately going to come with. The thing that I would remind everybody is a couple months ago, Dr. Engel came out and said, if the referendum goes down, we're still merging these two schools. I mean, he's on record as saying Logan is coming to the south side and so they're just going to use Central's building. And, and again, that seems to you know, kind of fly in the face of everybody's thought process. But we may be stuck with that plan because Logan is too small to take the Central students and, and send them north. Yeah, definitely. You know, think, think about it for a minute. You can't put the Central students at Logan North but you can certainly put the Logan students at Central. Um, do I understand the problems involved? You betcha. No question about it. All right. But we may be stuck with that answer. All right. Thanks, Dave, for the call. I appreciate it. Um, all right. We're going to take a break here in a minute. I just, I, you know, the, the, the one thing, and Brad kind of alluded to what they said at the news conference is, um, you know, $300,000 to us is a lot of money. Does it, is it a lot of money for the school district? I would hope to think that they would. Uh, we don't know if they get that money back, but also that's the, the the opportunity to to be able to go. Yep, right here. It's it's not centrally located, but it's not on the outskirts like Brad was talking about. Uh, we're not buying the mall, right? We're not buying the mall and putting the high school literally in the mall. Um, but but if they miss the opportunity to buy that building, and like like anyone that's looking for a house and sees something that they're they're into right now, it seems like those houses get, are getting snagged up pretty quick. So maybe the school district's thought process there was. Man, we got to get a, a down payment or whatever, whatever you want to call it, uh, in on this building. Otherwise, someone else might come swoop it up. I don't know if that's how how the business real estate market is going right now, um, but but maybe that was their thought process. All right, we got to take another break. Brad's back in the newsroom. Scott's comment coming up. We'll be back. Jenny Dinkmeyer, the Lacrosse County Clerk, coming up for a couple minutes. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM six zero eight. 785-7914 is the talk and text line. I'm going to talk with Jenny Digmeyer here in a couple minutes, but I wanted to get some of these texts as we're, we're ranting and raving about the school district plan. It's still on the website, so if you actually wanted to go check out the plan, the building plan, I'm just getting a text. I'm not exactly sure if they were going to build a new field house on the train headquarters. I, I believe they were going to play the football games at Logan still because they just redid Logan's field. They put turf in there. And, and by just, I mean like three to five years ago. So it wasn't like they wanted to build a new football field and then go play. Honestly, like we could consolidate all this stuff. And then the UW Lacrosse, if we just we just partnered with UW Lacrosse, we could play all those games over there. I, I feel like that's that would be the best way to go with a lot of these things. It's just... Yeah, sure. If, especially if you're going to have a, a school on the south side at the train company headquarters, and then you're going to play your football games on the north side at the Logan Field. Well, then, you know, and you already got the field, so it's not like it's not like that was part of that part of the plan. But when UW Lacrosse is building new facilities, man, I'll just play over there, or or work out a deal with the Lacrosse Center and play all your gyms in there and have practices and all that. That thing's huge. I don't know. Just work out a deal. Uh, Kids always want to play in those places anyway. That's cool. Um, so Jeff was asking about that stuff, and we were texting back and forth. Uh, 
Somebody texted that uh, the the superintendent isn't a fan favorite in his hometown, which I think is just is just rumor and and gossip. I think that's just gossip talk. I mean, you can't you can't complain that the superintendent still lives in Galesville, and then also complain that everybody in Galesville doesn't like him because he was the superintendent there. Uh, well, then he would move because. So I don't know. A lot of that's gossip talk, and I think people are just like. They're like using that as an outlet because they're mad that the school district is trying to build a new high school. Uh, Michael texts in, use the old mobile area by Riverside for a new high school. Uh, We're doing uh, housing and businesses there. So uh, you would have to buy it from the city. And I think the city is uh, well underway starting even last year. They started, you know, just building sand. So it was out of the flood zone. And uh, now, Mitch, on Monday on Lacrosse Talk PM, go to wisdomnews.com slash podcast if you want to listen to that. It was a pretty good show. Uh, if you want to go, if he was talking about they're putting infrastructure in there, sewers and sidewalks and roads and all that. So, nope, that's not part of the plan. Myrick Park was also an option for the school district. That's That wasn't going to happen. Um, how much did the train company list for? I don't. I remember asking some people about that, and I don't. I don't remember the number. Uh, could the city still purchase the property for future development and earnings? So the city, could the city buy the train company headquarters now? Yeah, maybe. We could have a giant affordable housing plan there now. Let's let's call Mitch. Uh, email email the mayor. Let him know. Uh, Phil said, if property taxes weren't driving young families out of La Crosse, Alaska and Holman wouldn't need to be rebuilding their schools. Um, nope, that's not true. Those buildings are also very old, and the state doesn't fund them properly. So... I mean, you guys, the the the, the, the Holman or on Alaska, the superintendent there, on Alaska superintendent said that they've going they've gone to referendum since 2006 to ask taxpayers to help fund the school to keep the lights on, essentially operations budget. And I don't know a Holman; I didn't have the Holman superintendent on. So, um, but yeah, the the state is sitting on six billion dollars. Like, what are we doing? And I I understand that's not always going to be the case, but uh, if we want to like. If we want to properly fund our schools, we got to look at the state too. Um, people, the, ta- the property taxes in La Crosse are not making Onalaska and Holman rebuild their old buildings. All the buildings just get old. Uh, how old is too old for a high school or a, or a middle school or a school in general? I don't know. That I don't know. I guess if you maintain them, you would like to think that they would last 100 years or more or forever. Um, aren't all those buildings in Europe super old? Like, Why don't we build some some cool buildings like that that last forever? Uh, libertarian guy said uh, the former assistant police chief Rob Abraham resigned the board because the board was failing to listen and was simply a rubber stamp for Dr. Engel. Um, okay, that one's always interesting. Did, did Rob Abraham resign because they weren't listening to him say that we shouldn't be able be building a new high school or, or did he resign for other reasons? The, the school board meetings are really boring. And and the, the the talk after that is we need to get somebody on the school board that, that aligns with us, except that that was the guy. Rob Abraham was the guy. So and then he resigned for whatever reason he resigned for. He can say he resigned because they weren't listening to his opinions um, and all the other school board members were going along. It is. I don't know. I don't I honestly I don't have enough experience with school boards to understand uh, how much divisiveness is in, within the school board or do they do they come to an agreement? They, do they, they do they create a plan together and then go, okay, that sounds like a good plan. Let's vote on it. I mean, this is, happens to government all the time. They don't vote on a thing until they have the, until they have what their ducks in a row. Is that the cliche? 
All right, I got to take a break. I got to get Jenny on here. We'll be back. For all of you folks looking to buy a home, even if your realtor suggests another lender, which is... All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. On the phone with me now, day two of <laughs> Election Tuesday. We're continuing this with Jenny Dinkmeyer. She's the Lacrosse County Clerk. Um, Jenny, how did how, how are you feeling today? Uh, a twenty four hour blitz of uh, of voting, right? Yeah, this is the second day is always the day where we're trying to comb through the paperwork and make sure everything matches up, and we have everything we need. So when we do our canvas, we can get everything squared away and certify the results. Now, I don't. You're not going to have like the cool analytics numbers that I'm going to want with with like new voter registration or turn like the the turnout numbers is there but if the numbers they do have did anything stick out in terms of a in terms of a midterm no it you know we had 55,600 some ballots cast which was about an 80% turnout there was a lot of new people registering yesterday. Um, I know there was a lot at the UWL campus. You know, all the new students just moved in a couple months ago, so they needed to register to vote. So, you know, all the polling places were reporting that. There was a lot of people coming in and registered to vote, whether they were people that haven't voted for a few years or people who are just now finally going out and voting for the first time. Um, obviously, we had a, a sheriff's race that, w- that ended up, I think it was like, is it 0.13 percent? It was the difference? Um, it was 175 votes, which I think is point three something. So it's it's outside the um, tally for a free recount, but it's within the one percent that would allow the candidate, the aggrieved candidate, on the ballot to to request a recount, but would have to pay for it. Okay, so what what would it what would it take to be an auto recount? There, it doesn't exist. There's no such thing as an automatic recount. Recounts don't trigger. For any reason, that has to be requested by an aggrieved, aggrieved candidate or aggrieved person on the ballot. Okay, so in this case, Fritz Leinfelter, the Republican, there he would have to, and he'd have to pay for it. I guess is there a, so? There's a quote unquote free one, essentially. If the vote totals is under 025 percent, oh, okay. the person can re- request a recount, and it would be free. If the vote total difference is above or 025 or above, the candidate can ask for a recount, but they would have to pay for it then. Um, how long have you been doing this, Lacrosse County Clerk? Um, I've been in the clerk's office for about 15 years, and I've been the county clerk since 2011. Okay, so how, do you know, I know you don't know the exact number off the top of your head, but how, have there been quite a few recounts in elections like this? Yeah, we actually, in 2016, we did a Senate recount. Um, in Lacrosse County, the vote difference was 40-some votes. As soon as we got done with that, we followed it up with a presidential recount. Um, we've done recounts in several county board races. We've helped with some school district recounts. So we are not new to doing recounts here. And do you have any idea off the top of your head what the closest 40 votes seems pretty close? Anything closer than that ever? We've had um, county board races where there was a one or two vote difference. Um, I think the closest one was a one vote difference in one of the county board recount races we've had. Okay, and what consists of a recount? Do you, are you literally hand counting the ballots, or do you put them back in the machine and do it again? Do you know? Can you explain that? No. Nope. When we go do a recount, we literally go through everything. We balance the poll book. We go through absentee ballots. Um, we count everything, and then we hand count every single ballot. Every ballot is counted by two different people, so it's all done by hand to make sure the numbers there match what we had on you know, on election night or if it's something different you know to, to justify the new the new change 
All right, we're speaking with Lacrosse County Clerk Jenny Dinkmeyer. All right, you mentioned fifty-five thousand six hundred ballots cast. Uh, where does that rank? Do you do you know that? <laughs> well, we had um, redistricting. We had some cleaning up in the poll book, but I know that eighty percent. Um, I think we had about an eighty-eight percent in the twenty twenty presidential election, and if we look at our last midterm, which would have been in um, twenty eighteen, we had about an eighty-five percent turnout. So. Um, it, it's right. It ranks right up there with one of our, our bigger turnouts for sure. Okay. Well, but we're five percent less than four years ago. We did in four years ago in twenty eighteen. We had fifty seven thousand ballots cast. So we had um, actually more ballots cast, but we had a different registered voter number. So our votes cast is actually on the registered voters. Yeah, that'll be the next thing I'm, I'll be curious about. Is uh, just as I'm learning this stuff, like, oh yeah, new registered voters. That's a that's an interesting number, a percentage of that, because when because when you talk about if you talk about the voting population, uh, that number is going to be way different than the amount of registered voters that actually voted. Yeah, when you talk about eligible voters, there's no hard way to get that definitive number. It's more of a guesstimate that we get from the Census Bureau each year. But if you talk about registered voters, that's more a defined number that we have in the voter database at the state level. You know, this is the number of people we have in the cross county. This is the number that are registered to vote. So we can say this is how many people voted based on registered voters who were able to come out to vote. All right. So I'm just uh, like... I'm I'm disappointed now a little bit. 80%. We had 88% for the presidential election, 85% for four years ago in that midterms. But you're saying 80% is pretty high? Yeah, 80% for a midterm election. I think this is high. We had 55,600 ballots cast. If you look at 2018, we had 57,500 ballots cast. So just a couple thousand vote difference. So I, I think it's still an extremely good good turnout. All right. Now our job is done as voters. We all we all voted. So what what kind of things do you have to do and how long do you expect these things to take? Yeah. So now we're just going through the paperwork. We're going through poll books. We're making sure we have everything on Monday. We will canvas the results. That's where we're going to go and how many voters are on the poll book. Does that match the number that printed on the tape? Does that match the inspector statements? We'll review. Did anything odd happen at the polls? And if numbers don't match, why not? Um, so we can certify the results, and then once we certify the results, we send them off to the state, and then if a candidate requests a recount, they then have three days after we certify to, to ask for a recount. All right, and then, yeah, it was that was my next question. Did anyone come to you guys with anything odd? <laughs> we have not seen anything odd that happens at the polls. Obviously, on Election Day, I'm always in contact with the polling places, so if something odd happened, they'd come up. But so far, the paperwork all looks good. Everything's explainable. Um, there's not really a whole lot of questions or anything that we have to explain. So everything looks good so far. All right, and then let's let's do this. How many hours did you work? Let's go Monday, then Tuesday, and now today. Do you know how many um, how many hours were you punched in? <laughs> I don't punch a clock. This is my job to be here. So uh, I think I got two hours of sleep last night. By the time I got home, about two a.m., and then slept for a couple hours and got up and came back in the office to start going through everything. So it, it makes for a long week, but you know I love when people get out and vote. I enjoy election, so it's it's really worth it, and it's not not a struggle to do this. Yesterday, okay. So what time did you start yesterday? Um, I was up at five a.m. Okay, five a.m. And did you get a nap at any point? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't get a nap. Not till I got home about 2 a.m. Yeah, 5 a.m. to 2 a.m. That's pretty good. No, And then nobody caught you, like, just passed out in a corner somewhere for, like, a 5 minute or 
No, election night is so exciting when the results start coming in and you're seeing the numbers and it's just, it's too exciting. You're on adrenaline ride. And then once you finally get home, like you're still all wired, you can't sit down because you're looking at all the results of all the other contests statewide because you didn't have time to do that. So um, it, it's just an exciting night watching the results come in, everything that's built up for months. You know, finally, we have the answers. Yeah, that was my that was my thing. Do you even do you even get to find out about the other races because you're so entrenched? I suppose you hear when the governor wins or something like that, but other stuff probably not. Yeah, we'll get some emails from Wiz Politics and some other things that'll come in that'll announce some of the races. Obviously, last night everything was so close that nothing really got called. But um, a lot of my attention is just on the local races and getting the results posted. So I see the results of the county races, but not so much the state or national stuff. Yeah, definitely. All right, that's Lacrosse County Clerk Jenny Dinkmeyer. All right, so apparently I don't have to bug you now and get until maybe maybe next week sometime if something comes up, but not until February then. Yep, you're free until February when we potentially will have a February primary. February primary. What what will that entail? Do you know off the top of your head? Um, I, I don't. I'm just trying to get through the November election, <laughs> and then I'll worry about that one in December. Yeah, that's like uh, that's like me asking uh, a congressman if he's ready to retire or if uh, we're going to start listening to ads about the Supreme Court race coming up. Um, all right, Jenny, <laughs> I really appreciate you coming on. Day two, thanks, thanks so much. You bet. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. It's going to wrap up here. Thanks again to Jenny Dinkmeyer, your calls and your texts. Appreciate it. One texter said, uh, Grease palms work both ways. The governor doesn't budge an inch either, and you know it. We're talking about school funding, getting the state legislature to fund some of this. And if the legislature proposed a plan, would the governor approve it? We'll see. The governor, the state legislature has been off since mid-March. They do that to campaign. The full-time state legislature takes their two-year session, so 24 months. They take 10 of those 24 months off. And <laughs> then then the governor, also the governor Evers, he's proposed 11 special sessions. They've gaveled in and out of them every time. And for different things, you could gavel out of some of them, but they've never met in, in session. The legislature could order, an, like I said earlier, an extraordinary session where they debate and vote on stuff, but they don't do that either. So whose fault? Everybody's fault, but you could point at one more than the other. All right. Thanks for listening. We're done.